Mike Cagley from Illini Guys and Illini Guys Director of Recruiting Kedrick Prince joining us to discuss the commitment of uh, Baylor transfer Dane Danger. What a fantastic name, first of all. Can you beat that name? That is like, that is a true basketball name. Um, Dane Danger and, and fans are going to love this kid. Um, Ked, you got a chance to talk to him. Tell us about Dane Danger and why he picked the Illini. Well, first of all, it's a name that everybody in the world is trying to pronounce. It's one that I haven't butchered yet, so I'm kind of <laughs> glad that he uh, – because I tell you what, there's a lot of names out there that are tough to pronounce. But anyway, I was just – you know, I you know when I heard rumors about this kid, you know, I, obviously I started doing some research, Brad, and, you know, I started looking and started looking around. And first thing I thought of was Fletch, which I'm sure we'll discuss here in a few minutes. And then I thought, man, you know, when he when he was in the building, I got really lucky. It's like flipping a coin, you know, the joker, heads or tails. I got to interview that kid right away and instantly right away, even though he was on a visit. And there's been tons of schools that were after him, which we can talk about as well. I mean, I just got the sense Friday night. He wasn't going anywhere else. He was in all the program and, you know, and everything was right underwood, right underwood. And then the fans and the fan base and, uh, you know, just when he became, you know, when they found out he was going to be in the transfer portal. But his love for the University of Illinois and his passion, he just said when he went to Baylor, no hard feelings, but he knew and he could just tell this is where he wanted to be. And a lot of it, which we've talked about before as well, is that Illinois can now sell recruits. If this is a position you're going to play, this is where you're going to be. And they sold him. When he saw what Kofi's doing, and he said to me, they he saw Kofi was wrong when he got there, and then now they turn him into an All-American, and he's one of the most dominant players in all of college basketball. He liked the freedom that Coleman Hawkins was getting. He was like, this situation is perfect for me, and it's going to be hard for somebody to come in and beat that. You know, it's funny. It's funny how – you know, fans, they, they sit there and go, look at Underwood. He's all over Coleman Hawkins, and, you know, he's yelling at him. Well, Dane Danger watched that, too, and he didn't seem to bother him. So maybe uh, maybe they're they're not – they're on to – maybe some guys want to be coached. Am I crazy, Mike? Well, maybe Danger sees no danger in um, <laughs> being yelled at by Coach Underwood. Well, I'm going to use that a lot for the next few years. I like um, it. But the, the bottom line is, is, you know, you got a kid who wants to be here and he's got the physical size and the abilities you just can't teach. So to me, let's get him here, get him healthy, give Fletch some time to work with him. I, I can't see a downside to this. Is there what I see that makes him dangerous is his size. He's, I mean, he's not overweight. But you know Fletch is going to trim him down. And if you break down his film, which I know both of you have, when he gets a guy his size, his ability to cross people over and to, to break the defender down and get to the basket is probably the most impressive thing I've seen about that. So imagine when he gets a year with Fletch, what that's going to do to his game to expand his game. You know, just to piggyback on that, this guy is skilled. I mean, this guy can put them on the floor. He's a tremendous passer. Um, he's got, he's nimble. I mean, like he's got good footwork. He can do things that, you know, as a face-up guy, he's not just a post guy, even though he's 6'9", 260 pounds. He's all, he's also a face-up guy. He can put it on the floor. He can deck it. You know, if he, if he was, if Kofi was guarding him, 
you know, you could space him out and, you know, make Kofi come out and guard him and make it hard on him. So this is the kind of guy who can, can bang inside, but also create some stuff on the, on the wing. And, and also being a good passer, you notice that once again, it's another guy that is a tremendous passer. And I, I got a chance to watch Ty Rogers last night. He was coming in at 22, another great passer. And we'll get more on those guys and how they all fit together in a little bit. So uh, another another recruiting coup for Tim Anderson, Ked. Um, Tim Anderson comes in, you know, starts at end of July, and immediately, I mean, he's landed, you know, Ty Rogers, you know, got a commitment from 2024, Marez Johnson. Now he's the inside on Dane Danger, another top 100 big man, although it's transfer portal. I mean, is there any way that, I mean, Tim Anderson's been – done just a fantastic job in about four months. That dude is on fire right now. I mean, he, he is. And actually, the entire staff is. I mean, let's just take a step back. They Chester came in right away, uh, Frazier, and has two, immediately signs two four-star guards that are highly rated and athletic and can score. Tim gets hired late in August, and he can't, he's come in and just putting in major, major work. I mean, he is competing. And, you know, I, I did one on, on my podcast with Ken recruiting Ronda, but Scott Burgess said, here's the deal, Ken. When you, when, you can go, when you can beat Michigan State, Michigan, and Memphis for basketball, you've made it. And that staff has done that. You know, and that's not, you know, forget Jeff Alexander. You know, uh, Jeff has done a he was done a tremendous job to get Kofi, and everybody in the country who knows anything about Illinois basketball board basketball, especially if you follow lineguys.com, you know where Jamie Fears is 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 leading to right now, and that's another kudos to Jeff Alexander because he's put in the work with that. This staff has done a tremendous job, and guys, remember when he first got the job with that roster look like. It is going to be full of nothing but four and five star basketball recruits. It's just amazing, and that's what you need to compete with the other top programs in the country is to be able to recruit. And Brad Underwood has found three guys that are masterful at it. Well, focusing on Tim Anderson, I mean, look, let's really let's look at this. Here's a guy who's famous for being able to to coach guys' skills and get them to the NBA. And, and so, you know, a lot of your casual fans are going to be like, oh, you know, Chester will get in, you know, good players. Jeff will get in good players. Brad will close them. And then you've got Tim Anderson to develop their skills. And that's what the casual fan was thinking his place is. But I'm telling you, you know, you bring in Ty Rogers uh, again this year. I didn't see anybody who was a better defender than him. And I only saw two or three people who were anywhere near his equal. And, oh, yeah, that's Tim Anderson got him in. Um, you know, you look at Dane Danger, another, you know, highly skilled player who who is definitely a guy with a high ceiling. And then Merez Johnson, I'm sorry, but Ked and I were there last night, and we're going to talk about him in a few minutes, but it's going to get, it's going to get, like, um, kind of gushy because he was amazing. Um, and so when Tim Anderson can come in and put three pieces of the puzzle like that, and he hasn't even been here for six months, he hasn't got a six month anniversary yet. That is a unbelievable hire. And, and that's why when you guys have heard me on the podcast and in my columns talking about the, be the best thing about Brad Underwood is his ability to 
to put together a staff and he's done it twice here at Illinois. And that, that that's going to make him a great head coach for as long as he wants to do the job. Yeah. Hiring staff is probably the most, you know, arguably that might be the most important job for a head coach because they spend so much time with the kids and they, you know, with scouting and different things like that and recruiting. So this is uh Brad Underwood's done a good job there. So I w- want to go, you know, Dane Danger is obviously, you know, the new commitment, but, there are four guys coming in in this in next year. You know, Danger's going to actually start at the semester, right? So after the fall semester's over, he can enroll at Illinois and should be able to, um, you know, possibly practice at least, you know, for part of the year, right? So half the season here. So that's going to be great for him, learning the system, coming to Fletch. But there are three other guys coming in too, the fall guys. The thing that intrigues me, I got to watch Ty Rogers um, Saturday night uh, and what really impresses me, and I, obviously I've seen Epps and Harris previously, but what really impresses me about these four guys, they are all plus passers. Ty Rogers is one of the best passing wings that I've seen. His feel and ability to find guys and his ability to handle the ball at six seven is special. Like I mean, he has a great feel, great vision as a passer. He made play. I mean, he's. I, I think for the week in three games. He had like 28 assists. And if guys would make shots, he would have had like 35 assists. I mean, make easy shots. So he is a creator. Sincere Harris, also a creator. Jaden Epps is probably the, the – this is the scariest part. Jaden Epps is the point guard, but he might be the – of the guys, he might be the least known for his passing because he gets – he scores like 30 a game. So he's a bucket getter. And so – and then you add in Dane Danger, who's also got a great feel and is a fantastic passer. So this is a, this class, and think about how well they fit together. Harrison Epps in the backcourt, Rogers on the wing, Danger up front. I mean, this is a, this is a group that really fits well together. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you can see that Underwood's trying to get to where, you know, everybody seems like they can put the ball on the floor. Everybody can pass to their teammates. And I think there's also something to be said for the basketball IQ of these guys that he's recruiting because when they're on the floor and and again, everybody makes bad plays. I'm not saying that, but you don't see a lot of those plays where you just shake your head and go, what the heck was he thinking? Um, These are the type of guys who go out and they make the right play eight times out of 10. Um, and, And I can see, especially with the ability to score that these guys have, um, it could really be, this is going to be a fun class to watch. And when you start stacking classes, then all of a sudden the depth that the team has gets pretty imposing for the opponents. No question. I, I think that's, that's what you got to do. You got to stack these classes together, um, whether it's 2021, 2022, 2023. And I think, so now, now I think the focus for recruiting is going to flip to 2023 uh, and 2024. Um, Unless there is an opening, again, you don't know who's coming back necessarily. You always have the possibility of transfer, going pro, whatever it is. So you may add more guys in the transfer portal in the spring. I do think, and from what I'm told, they're probably done with the high school class unless there's like like a special situation, like a weird guy who can come in and impact guy. Um, if they can get an impact guy, then maybe you you change it. But right now, I think they're probably going to focus more on 23, 24. And, and then also, keep they got to keep an eye on the transfer portal. But So you guys got a chance to watch the 24 commit um, last night, and that was Merez Johnson. 
Um, and, and I know you're impressed and by him. Uh, Ked, what were your thoughts on on Marez and and this and uh, the 2024 class? That he is a, a stallion. This kid played the entire game. Everybody on that St. Rita roster subbed out last night except for him. That kid can run. You know who he reminds me of? Um, and Mike mentioned this to uh, another reporter last night. The name slips me. But I heard him say something about Kenny Battle. The guy runs and runs, and, and he is. And the thing is, you look at a kid like that, and I'm stereotyping, so please forgive me. He looks like he's this B.A. type of kid, but he's a warrior. He competes, and he's a good kid. There was a couple of situations last night he got fouled hard. He wasn't mad about it. I just love his athleticism. I mean, everything that, you know, you get a lot of people who, you know, make the same cliches about a kid. But this kid is a freak athlete. He's smooth around the rim. You know, uh, I'll tell you right now, I mean, the one recruiting guy I spoke to last night flat out said to me, this kid could potentially be a top 10 player in the country by the time he's a senior. Because I'll, I'll tell you this, Mike and I were talking last night. There's no way that kid is 6'7". If he's not 6'8", 6'9", my name's not Kendrick Prince because he was the exact same size, if not a little bit taller. I know the hairstyles are different than James Brown last night. That kid is going to be a player. Illinois, Tim Anderson, kudos to him. They found a gym. I love his mid-range game. He can shoot it. He turns around in traffic, and he had and, – and his, his block shot he had last night – I, I mean, you could hear the ball from the stands. It hit the wall so hard. So, to me, his motor, which I talked about, I tweeted about, how hard he plays. The, I don't, I don't want to say he's a bad free throw shooter. He was last night. I don't want to be one of those recruiting analysts to say, oh, he can't shoot free throws because, you know what, people have bad nights doing it. You know, we saw um, Alfonso Plummer struggle for two games. Now he's the best three-point shooter in the Big Ten, it looks like. So, you know what? If he could have made his free throws, he missed seven or eight that I saw, he could, the kid could have put up 30 last night easily. And he, started, he did it against a great competition. Yeah, and he started the game shooting free throws okay. His form is fine, but it, then he just kind of got off kilter a little bit. Um, I will tell you what. too. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because he did not. I'll tell you the one thing that, that impressed me about him. There were not one, not two, but three times he hit the deck to get loose balls. And God help you if you're between him and the ball when he does it. I mean, He's this getting... is yeah, this is not a kid who's like going, oh, you know what? I need to dive here because coach wants me to, you know, and does a little put the hand down. I mean, he hit the floor. I, it, it was it was impressive. Um the other thing is, is there were some cheap shots going on and the most he ever did to, um, you know, go back on somebody is turn around and clap at him when the referee called a foul. Um, he kept it level head and, and we were shocked at, at his ability. Like I said, if he gets his shot is a fine shot, but if he finds a way to improve his shot a little bit, he might even be a top five player because the, the hustle that he plays with, you just can't, you can't teach that. And, and I, I was, I, it's been, like I said, Kenny battle was the last guy that, you know, would literally run through somebody if he thought he could get the ball, that type of thing. And, and I was impressed. 
Um, also out there, you know, James Brown had probably a rough game. He was, he didn't know how to handle and he wasn't getting much help um, for guys who were basically whenever, you know, he went up for a shot in the lane, they would, they would swivel their uh, ass and, or their posterior and uh, hit him in the hips and he would end up losing his balance and going down. Refs weren't calling anything. So he basically got hip checked about six or seven times, uh, which, which caused him to struggle. But um, that is, uh, and, and rain at point guard, um, you know, he, he did a nice job handling the ball that that's a solid team that we're going to see for three more years. Yeah. Hey, Brad, if I could, I want to piggyback on yeah. something real quick about, um, about um, Morez. You know, the only thing that we're concerned about him, keeping him committed. Because when, when he gets on the circuit, I'm going to tell you, teams are going to be after that kid. They're not going to let that go away. That kid is going to be really, really special. And Illinois, I mean, they got a commitment as a sophomore, but I think they're going to have to work to keep him because when the Blue Bloods see him next year, they're going to make it really difficult for Illinois to keep that kid. Yeah, I, I'm not – I'll be honest with you, I'm not that concerned about that. I think it, just talking to him, he's a kid who wants to be in-state and wants to be at Illinois. Obviously, you never know, um, but, you know, it, it. I think it would be uh, It would be pretty wild if he, um, you know, did that. Um, but you never know. It's just recruiting. Um, I missed a free throw once, so it, it can happen to even the best of us. So, um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, it does happen occasionally. So, um, you know, that, that can happen. Now, now, here's the question that comes, though. You know, people are talking about keeping him for two years, but are, do, does Illinois have to keep his commitment for, for two years? Do we know what's going to happen with that? Is he? Is there a chance that he could slide into the class of 2023 with this early commitment? Obviously, that's a question that we're going to yes. have to answer later. I, I think that's a possibility. I think that's something that, that's being uh, discussed. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. I, I don't think it's anything that's going to be completely decided now but um yeah that's definitely an option too that means you only have to keep him for another year only one summer so that that's a good thing another another 23 recruit i know i know pretty well has told me that there's a possibility of him reclassified to 23 as well so brad you're on to something yep it could could be interesting uh so of course you know everybody asks us you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there too i i I throw, throw one more thing out there you mentioned being a good kid Talked to a couple people from Thornton last night after the game. You know, Ty Rogers hadn't been at Thornton that long, and and um, and so a couple of you know parents and and an administrator said that although he's a great player, he's a better person. And I was like, I mean that these are these are guys who haven't been around him that long, but already made an impact in the culture at that school. So I think that's impressive. But from Ty Rogers. So, of course, the question becomes, anytime we talk recruiting on our podcast, it becomes because Illini fans, we are never happy, right? I mean, it's not, you know, you, wait, we added another big guy. We got four top 100 kids, you know. We got all these guys coming in. It's great, it's great, it's great, but it's never enough. It's never enough. So, who's next? <laughs> Who's next? Well, we haven't got a recruit. We haven't got a recruit, Brad, in over 18 hours. I don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah, with the recruit. It's been a few hours. Goodness gracious, we're falling apart on the recruiting scene. I haven't even had anybody visit. I think I know. I think I know who's next, but that's pretty sad. But you're right. That's a, you know what though? That's fun. I know they love the basketball and they hide it, but I know this. I think we all know who's gonna be next. But when will that be? Who knows? 
I'm afraid of I'm afraid of trying to put a finger on one guy and making him the next guy. Yeah. Well, the, well, here's the thing. Like I, I'm with Ken. I think I know who's next up, but at the same time, they might get somebody before that. You just never know um, what can happen. Ooh, so good point. Yeah, you just never know. So it's crazy. Well, you know, you know, actually, Brad, you can know. It's not a never know. All you need to do is subscribe to IlliniGuys.com. And then you know about these things happening. This is true. And you don't have to wait. Yep, you you may know, but it's may, very true. may know things before they happen. Who knew? Who knew? Yes. Well, yes. well we did, right? So so as we kind of go through <laughs> this, as uh, the the I'll let you guys wrap up on recruiting. Um, and one thing I want to mention is, you know, people you always look at who they beat. You know, Minnesota, Michigan State, Big Ten schools were all over Dane Danger. So when they when they, you know, beat these schools for him, this is like a big deal. Michigan State, I think, Ken, I think you said, well, Michigan State called him how many times um, the other day? This is no lie. I'm Yes, I'm not kidding. On his visit yesterday, they called eight times. They were so upset because they didn't want him to commit to Illinois and then not give them a chance to get him on campus. I think people cannot underestimate when you are going head to head with these other schools, that means that this kid or these kids, whoever they are, are being pursued and they're good enough. So, and that's why if you look at his Twitter account yesterday, he talked about respect his decision. That's what that's about because other schools wanted him. I mean, Arizona was a school that tried to get in late. I'm telling you, this kid is a good basketball recruit and hopefully he pans out and hopefully he develops into the kid that we all want him to, to develop into but yes they called a number of times yesterday trying to get him on campus and he was just not having it he wants to be at illinois and there's nothing wrong with that and how many times have illinois fans been on, been on the other side of that yep i agree yeah so I, i'll just i'll just you know I, I i really think that uh illinois is in a good recruiting place i have no fears in recruiting right now um i don't have <laughs> What, what are you laughing about, kid? I'm I'm glad you're not oh. afraid. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so, no, uh, no I, I have no fears about future recruiting. I, you know, I feel like Illinois is in a good place. They've got a great staff. Brad Underwood, you know, and, and to be honest, that was one of the question marks about Brad Underwood was recruiting. But he's put together staffs that have done a fantastic job. Those first couple of years were tough. You know, a lot of spring signees and things. But, man, you, you talk about getting this. This is the best fall class that he signed you know, this year. And this is now you've brought in probably, I would say, you know, um, the most uh, potentially uh, impactful transfer because it's not just a one-year guy either. It's it's a guy multiple years um, who can come in and play. So yeah, you guys got that, anything else uh, to add? It, no, I think, I think we're, I think where we we're where we need to be. And again, Underwood has shown that um, he's kind of tweaked things as he, as things have went along. And of course it's a lot easier to sell success than it is hope. And when you do the blocking and tackling to have success on the court, the, the recruiting is a natural win. And I, I really think that we're in a place, especially when you take a look at the talent that he's starting to attract and the, and the higher level of, of uh, talent, uh, Illinois is going to be in a, be, it's going to be a great time to be an Illini fan. Well, I like to finish with this. He, uh, they made a comment to me that Illinois is one of the top programs in the country. 
and you think about hearing that from a basketball recruit. I mean, I think that it's huge to say, and it's nice to hear recruits say that for somebody who's not from the state of Illinois. Um, and Brad Underwood said when he got the job, Illinois is a special place. You know, you don't you shouldn't have to beg kids to want to be there. You build your success and you win games and now you, you attract people. And now, you know, whether people realize it or not, they're one, they are. They're one of the top teams in the country. You know, and they may follow the polls tomorrow, but people still know there's a first-team All-American, a potential preseason player of the year sitting on that roster. So I just think they put themselves in this situation. And kudos to all the guys, the entire staff. Um, Coach Underwood, he's, he's the one who coaches and gets all the credit. But, again, Jeff Alexander, Chester Frazier, and Tim Anderson, I tip my hat to you guys because they haven't been here six months. And what they have done, and then looking at the 23s and 24s, they're already ahead of the curveball. So I congratulate all, all those guys. Obviously, Illinois, um, the big news getting Dane Danger, but there's great news all the time at IlliniGuys.com. Make sure to, you know, like uh, this podcast, subscribe to IlliniGuys.com, and uh, you're going to find out all this information in detail before it happens. Usually, you know uh, what's going on. You know who's visiting. You know what the situation is. You know who the competition is. Lots of things that you're going to hey, find out. Yeah. Brad, Brad um, there is a way that people can get a free Illini Guys sweatshirt for subscribing now that that deal is good for everybody except you of course but it is it you have to go out there and check that mm -hmm. out folks it's our black friday special if you uh subscribe to us you get this excellent Illini guys sweatshirt and you can wear that around and ba basically if you see somebody wearing that it's not brad sturdy <laughs> there you go so what's your name not brad sturdy there you go that's good to know <laughs> so uh yeah no uh they have uh so you can get a sweatshirt you also we're get, having a, a gift card giveaway uh for christmas yeah um it's christmas season you win a gift cards um we're giving that away you've got scholarships if you're you know illinois uh fighting illini students um you can get scholarships there's all kinds of things at illinaguys.com man i'm telling you you want to check it out so, obviously, exciting time, basketball season. We're going to have a preview of Notre Dame coming up. We've got all kinds of goodies coming out for you in the next few weeks. His games are hot and heavy, and we're going to have pregame, postgame, eye on the Illini, Keds recruiting roundup, stories, message boards, information galore going on. Football may be over, but now we're hot and heavy into basketball, and let's keep it rolling. 30 for 30. Thanks for listening.